1: Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late
0: Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher.
1: All right, we're back on. David Octorod, what can we expect the president to accomplish in his last year's, well, now almost months in office?
2: Yes, well, I think uh, he's going to move forward on on climate change. Huge, uh, huge initiative. Uh, I think that he's going to work on these issues that go to middle-class security, uh, which is, in his view, I think in most people's view, the biggest Issue of our time. How do you build an economy in which people can
1: uh, actually work but, but and why get did, ahead? Why do and we need to work on climate change. To, uh, Inhofe had a snowball in his hand the other day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Plainly, that refutes all the science. Yes. He had a snowball in his yes. hand. I had on a, a
2: on the I, floor. I had. I had. Know, I, I, had a, I had a reporter say to me, "Why is he working on this? It's at the bottom of the NBC Wall Street Journal poll." Right. I got a young granddaughter. I'm thinking. I mean, going to tell her from the grave at the end of this century, hey, we could have worked on this problem, but the NBC-Wall Street Journal poll
1: wasn't Right.
2: I mean, that's... uh...
1: Well said. Matt, what can you tell us about the book you're working on about Eric Garner? Eric Garner, the New York man who was choked by the police for selling loose cigarettes.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, it's all the same issues we were talking about before. I mean, the Eric Garner case was... Um, I think it really exemplified everything that's wrong with community policing in this country, uh, and it's, it's a fascinating story about race and why people hate each other in this country, and, and it's, uh, so I'm going to spend a year working on it. Okay. Genevieve, what would a Republican health
1: care bill look like?
0: Well, I think there's a lot of different options out there right now. I would encourage people to go to heritage.org where I work if you want to see a whole host of plans. But I think one of the first things that that we could do is, especially if this court case goes the way that it could, which means a lot of people that currently have health care that can no longer, won't be able to get the subsidies, are going to need health care. And I think states need to be taking action right now, not waiting for the Supreme Court to come down to say, look, we're going to do two things. We're going to make sure that these people are taken care of. And they can either go back to plans that they had before that they lost, uh, or that we can create plans that basically are not as expensive because we don't have to have all the mandates that Obamacare required, which makes a lot of plans expensive. And uh, third, I think but- states ought to compete, not compete But people who live in, let's say California, wants to mandate, I don't know, hair transplants and it's part of healthcare. Let's just say they do that's fine in California. People is that a do shot that. at
1: Dave? Yeah. I mean, no. I I'm sitting here thinking about that. He doesn't Why do you saying, have to go there? I'm
0: trying Why to come up, to up with something that Minnesota. most people <laughs> yeah, <that's> might think is <laughs> not necessary in health care, but some people might want in their plan.
1: Sure, but that's going to
0: make it more yeah. expensive, right, if it's mandated. But let's say that somebody in Arizona says, look, we're going to have a plan that's much more uh, narrowly focused. It just really covers the very basic things. The Arizona plan is going to be cheaper. Mm. People in California ought to be able to buy a health plan in Arizona. People in Arizona ought to be able to buy a health plan in Massachusetts. They should have more choice and i think if we're looking for freedom and choice in health care and giving people options that's a good way to go
1: dave what do you say to that
2: i say 20 we've cut uh, the uninsured down by 25 percent. you say people can go back to their plans these people didn't have plans that's why they needed health (laughs) care
0: can i give a rebuttal
1: well they had the emergency room, that's a plan. Yes. Yeah, but
0: but now what most of them have are they what we have eight point four million or eight point five million folks signed up in the exchange through like September of last year. About seven and a half million, I think it's seven point four million of those folks didn't get private insurance. They're on Medicaid.
1: So, so you know, well Medicaid, that, a, the Medicaid is not is on a top great. Of the 8.5. Deal. It's a great I mean, deal if you had nothing before, isn't it?
0: Bill, if you're giving people, just because you give somebody a Medicaid card, says, oh, now you have health care. If fewer and fewer doctors are taking Medicaid, which is a problem, and certainly in a lot of more crowded areas, then, yeah, you have a card, but you can't get into the doctor, and that's not good health care.
1: I agree. It's a mess. This is why we should just have a single-payer system, like every other big boy country has. Um... Will the murder of a prominent Russian opposition leader this week spark any international response against Putin? Well...
3: First of all, he's not terribly prominent. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I lived in Russia for ten years. Boris Nemtsov, he he was really, you know, not terribly relevant in modern Russian politics. So I kill think him. Putin just didn't like him, personally, you know. You think Putin did it? <laughs> Is he here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> The gunman was seen leaving the crime shirtless, riding a bear. Are you saying (laughs) that? So you have no no doubt in your mind that it
3: well was. it's 100 yards from the kremlin and you know i mean who, who else is going to do an, an organized hit you know on, on that bridge right next to the kremlin i think right. it's pretty odd there's not that many other suspects <laughs> so,
2: right. and he's running the investigation so <laughs> right yeah we'll have answers what you're saying we will have
1: answers and you think it was just because he could do it he, he wasn't even really that much of a threat
3: well, people here in the United States, they, over, they, over, they overthink it, and they say, well, it really wasn't in his best interest. He, they should have just left him alive. The optics are bad of leaving him alive. They don't think about the optics of this stuff. They just didn't right. like the guy, and they whacked him. I mean, right, that's, that's yeah.
2: really, you know, <laughs> right. Like, we like, Putin seems yeah. really concerned about optics. Too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: we tend to think like everybody thinks like us, and they don't. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, yeah. 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 But, I mean, Putin is a European problem, isn't it? I mean... I don't know why... He's a
0: bad bad actor on the world stage. There's
1: lots of them. Do we have to get involved everywhere? Why can't people clean up their own neighborhoods? Why can't... I'd love
0: it if they would. Would love it if many of them would. Well,
1: so what? What, Putin is not sponsoring terrorism over here. I mean, you can kind of make the case against ISIS that way, Mm -hmm. that they might sponsor terrorism here. But Putin's not doing but that, the, so what do we give a shit about uh, <laughs> Crimea? It's not our problem.
3: Yeah, the Russians definitely see NATO's incursion yeah. into that part of the sure. world as, as a clearly an, you know, a, a, an intrusion. Yeah. Uh, that They feel that they were promised during the 80s that NATO would disintegrate when the Soviet Union collapsed. Right. Uh, they take that stuff very seriously, and they see, they see it as aggressive on our part, not on Putin's part.
1: Okay. Um, Genevieve, what do you make of the challenges to Speaker Boehner from his own party? Will there be a coup?
0: hmm Uh, I think the biggest challenge already occurred when they had the the, the run. And, uh, you know, he won overwhelmingly, but I think people forget that the fact that it— I forgot what the exact total was, but the fact that he had as many as he did vote against him was a a big statement. But, look, I I think the the challenge for Boehner is going to be, and Mitch McConnell, uh, over the next two years, I mean, you have a president uh, who doesn't want to be a lame-duck president, quite frankly. And while I don't like a lot of his policies and agree with a lot of his politics, I do admire he's willing to put the pedal to the metal and push as much of his agenda through as he possibly can. Hand, and is I it don't his agenda? Well, I mean what his his, Seems like
1: his of, agenda is is always kind of countered to the Tea Party agenda. It seems like they, there's a pattern of... Well, no, I mean, the
0: president's wanting to push his agenda. I'm saying he's committed agenda. to his agenda and doing right. whatever it takes to get it through, some of which I think is not constitutional at times, but nonetheless, he's willing to push it. John Boehner and Mitch McConnell have not shown at this point that they're willing to do the same on their side. And so I think the next two years, I think Republicans better be concerned about...
1: They're being too nice. So they well, for, it, for they focus it, on they
0: 2016 it. and getting... being so disgruntled with who's there that they're just focusing on who's running next, while the president's being president. you
2: know what i think is they're the dog that caught the car they wanted to run the congress now right. they're running the congress and the tail <laughs> is wagging over. the dog right and they don't know what to do
1: about mm-hmm. it okay. i mean all right thank you everybody thank you audience we will see you all next week i hope catch all new episodes of real time with bill maher every friday night at 10 or watch him anytime on hbo on demand for more information log on to hbo.com